0: Today's daf is Baba Kama daf Kuf Dalit. We are holding on daf Kuf Gimel Amad We're toward the bottom of the page, about five lines from the bottom of the page on Kuf Gimel Amad We're still in the middle of discussing the Machlokas Tanayim between Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Tarfon, what you do if you if, if five different people claim to be the one person that you stole from, but you're not sure which person you stole from, and we're trying to figure out which of those Shittos is reflected in our Mishnah, the Shittah that says that you got to return to all five, or the Shittah that says just put it down and let them deal with it, because neither Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva nor Rabbi Tarfon distinguish between if you took a Shvil the Sheker, you didn't take a Shvil the Sheker, it sounds like they hold their opinion in any case yet in our mishnah when it says you got to chase the guy down to madai to pay him back that's only if you're Nishbal shaker but if you were never Nishbal shaker you don't have to chase him down so it sounds like extreme measures are necessary when you swore falsely and unnecessary when you didn't swear falsely which conforms to neither opinion so as we've pointed out we're going to have three approaches to dealing with that issue. We already did one yesterday, so we're going to have two more approaches today in dealing with how to reconcile our Mishnah with this Machlokas Rebbe Kippur Rabbi Tarif. And then we're also going to have Machlokas whether you can give to a shliach that was was made be'edim, meaning if the person that you owe money to makes a shliach to accept it, does that absolve you of responsibility the second you give it to the shliach? Or is he just providing you with the ability to pay it back? But he's not taking upon himself the responsibility until he actually gets his money Back and the Gemara is going to discuss what about a shliach bezdin? Can you trust the shliach bezdin regardless of uh, of who sends him? Because after all, he is a shliach bezdin, so he's a known trustworthy person. On amud bez, the Gemara is going to discuss how to devise a foolproof way to deliver with the shliach and still guarantee that you're not going to be responsible. That once you give it to the shliach, your job is definitely done. And then uh, the Gemara is going to move on to discuss the chomesh payment, the mission discussed, paying keren versus paying chomesh, to, that you have to chase them down to give them the keren, but not the chomesh. So we're going to discuss the nature of this chomesh payment. Is the chomesh mamon or is it kapara? Is it their purpose, specifically for the purpose of kapara? And the gemara is going, that's going to lead the gemara into a discussion whether Yorshim have to pay the Chomesh, and under what circumstances Yorshim pay the Keren, the Chomesh, or Karen without the Chomesh, or neither. So, Shem, we'll get into that discussion as well. So, we are holding five lines from the bottom of the page, on daf Kuf Gimel Amit five lines from the bottom. Again, we're trying to figure out how our Mishnah could conform with either Rabbi Tarfon or Rabbi Akiva, because, after all, neither of them seem to have made any distinction Neither, neither of them seem to have made any distinction whether nishpah l'shekhar or lo nishpah but the Mishnah made such a distinction. So says Gemara, olam rabbi Maybe our Mishnah really assumes like Rabbi Tarfan, that when you steal from one of five people, but you don't know who the guy is, you just put the gazela down, and you're mistalik, you leave it alone, and you let them figure it out. And the case is, that uh, he didn't swear L'sheker Rabbi Tafran would agree that if you swore falsely, then you got to do more than that then you're going to have to do like Rabbi Akiva said and take extreme measures and if it means paying back all five guys it means paying back all five guys and if it means chasing the guy down to Madai it means chasing the guy down to Madai my time, why does Rabbi Tafrin say when it's nishvul L'sheker you have to go to extreme measures but otherwise you don't when it talks about nishvul L'sheker the Torah says L'shek that you're not until you make sure it gets that you give it to him that you make sure that he gets the, the nigzal has the item returned to him and short of that you have not fulfilled your requirement when you're a nishpah so so Gemara explains and what, what about Rabbi Akiva why would Rabbi Akiva require I mean the way we're saying it now is Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Tarfin's machlokas is when you're low nishpah Shekhar. and Rabbi Tafran would agree when you're so when it's low bel Rabbi Akiva would still say you have to take such extreme measures to make sure that the nigzal gets his money back. Rabbi Akiva, even though you didn't take a shavuah uh, nevertheless, since you did an Avera by stealing in the first place, so we make a knas that you have to pay everyone back. So our Mishnah therefore conforms with Rabbi Tarfon and not with Rabbi Akiva because according to Rabbi Akiva it makes no difference whether you're bel or not. You always have to do extreme measures like chasing the guy down all the way to Madai, but according to Rabbi Tarfon, it really depends whether you're Nishvah or not, which is exactly what our Mishnah, what our Mishnah says. Good. So it says of Rabbi Tarfon, and uh, Rabbi, if our mission is going like Rabbi Tarfon, that it's only when it's Nishbal Shekhar that you have to be meishv of the Gzela to the yara nixal. Michti hechad Mishtav lel sagid lahoda. In a case where you're Nishbal Shekhar, you only have kapara for your shvua and to return it to the nixal himself. When uh, when you weren't moda, when edim came, that the Torah only is only mechayv nishvul Shekhar, a chomesh asham if he's if he's uh, moda because the Torah says. That it's only that it's only if you're moda that you're of the chomish and the asham. So our mission is talking about where you were moda on the Shavua and you were coming, obviously, must be that you are moda. It has to be that the case is that you're moda by the very fact that we're talking about a chomish and asham. Well, if you were moda, why does the Mishnah say that you only have to chase the guy down to moda? To return when you swore falsely, um, if we're really talking about a case where you're trying to be, then even if you didn't swear falsely, you should have to chase him down. Titania, because we have a Bryce that discusses someone who steals from one of five people, where there's uh, the the chlokas or pitaphim or is only if you're chayiv minadin, but modin or pitaphim, bormal or shayim, because alt yachmikamana, venyodea ismikam, then no se lezemana But I pitaphim would agree that if you are. And you're trying to be, that's the point of the hudaah that you want to you wanna be good, you want to be De that, Shemaim, uh, that, that even Rabbi Tafran would, would say, you have to pay everybody back. Because obviously, by your admission, you're trying to be Yotzeeh De Shemaim, and to do that, even Rabbi Tafer would agree, you have to pay back each and every person. So if that's the case, just like Rabbi Tafran is moda, to be Yotzeeh De you have to pay everybody back. He would say to be Yotze Shemaim, you've got to chase the guy way, all the way back to Madai. So, why does the Mishnah say only when you're Nishba and Modai, you, you have to chase him to Madai? Regardless, if you're Modai, you should have to chase him to Madai. So, that's why the Gemara rejects this answer. So, rather, Ravah says a third possible approach to how to reconcile our Mishnah with the Machlokas, Rabbi Akiva, and Rabbi Tafran. In this approach, the Mishnah couldn't be going like either Rabbi Akiva or or Rabbi Tarfon. The machlokas between Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Tarfon is if you steal from one of five people and you don't know who you stole from, and it's whether you took a Shavu sheker or whether you didn't take a Shavu sheker, and uh, the, the whole machlokas is Min Hadin, do you have to pay? The, do you have to pay all five? Rabbi Kiva says, yes. Rabbi Tarfon says, no. Min Hadin, no. But certainly if you want to be Lotse Shemayim, then you certainly should. So I, we ask, but our Mishnah says you have to go all the way to Madai only when you're Nishval HaShaker, neither Rabbi Akiva nor Rabbi Taffer make such a distinction between Ishmael Shekhar and that, shiny masni sin ze kimen diata de man gaze va od delay kimna sha la duri man nori have the command armlay you libiadkha hal ka khnish va avga de kamla you libiadkha kimen the boy kapar lo sagi at the matiliade hal halosh taba have ga bay that the case of our mishnah is entirely different you know in our mishnah exactly who you stole from and you are molded to him that you owe him the money it's just that he's not around so since the gazlan is ready to uh, return the money to the nigzal, it's as if he's telling the nigzal, let me hang on to the money as a pikadon until we happen to run into each other. So it's not he, he's not lacking a hashev. It's as if he already returned the money and is now being a shomer on that money that belongs to the, niz, to the nigzal. So if the gazlan already swore falsely, so then even though he says, Yuli but uh, he, he needs a kapara for swear swearing falsely, so in order to get that kapara, he has to make sure the nigzal actu- actually physically takes possession of the money. But if he didn't swear falsely, so then nothing wrong with him keeping it as a pikadon until the Nixal gets around to coming and taking it from him. So that's why he doesn't have to chase him down to Madai, even Lotse Side Shemayim, as opposed to where you steal from one of five people, and you don't know who the guy is, so if you really want to do right, you have to make sure that all five people are satisfied. Meaning in the case where you know who you stole. From, from the guy's satisfied you're watching it as a because you're already admitted you already know that uh, that it belongs to him so you're watching it as a because when you steal from one of five people if the if the guy that you stole from doesn't know if he's ever going to get paid back well then obviously you didn't do your job so that's why that's why you're going to have to uh, pay back all five if you want to be Latze Sedei Shemayim according to both Rabbi Kiva and, uh, and Rabbi Tarfon. Okay, now the, the, the price was clear that if you steal from one of two people and you don't know who you stole from, they have to pay for, you have to pay both of them, certainly Latze Shemayim. That's the way we certainly come out, limaskana You want to be Latze Shemayim, you got to pay... Everybody, the whole Lukas is min din can we require you to do that? So Tolstice just raises the question that we had a brisa in yesterday's death, that uh, we had a meisa with the chassid echad that took, for, bought something from one of two people, so he owes money for the purchase. He doesn't know who he owes money to. Rabbi Tarvin said, Yen Put the money down between them, Levi let them deal with it. But we're talking about a chasir echad. How can we say now that if you want a latse sede shemaim, you for sure have to pay up everybody, you for sure have to give it to everybody. The chassid echad m'stama wants to be Latsi, especially since we identified him. We said a chassid echad has to be Rabbi David or Rabbi Ben Bava. These are these are anashim chashuvim. So how could it be they, they weren't interested in being lotsy sudei shemayim? So uh, so the Tos suggests that the chassid wasn't asking what the din what, 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 how to be lotsy sudei shemayim. He was asking what the din was. So the response was this is the din. But in a chinami, as far as practically what he's going to do, he's not going to do the din. He's going to do the finemishuras. And he's going to try to be yotzei in you know, the Shemaim. Furthermore, tells says, it could be it's only by a Gezel. There are holds that to be Yotzei Dei you have to give to everybody. Because by a Gezel, you did something wrong. So in order to be Yotzei Dei make sure anyone who you potentially wronged is good by you now. So the only way to do that is by paying everybody back. By, as, a, as, a, as a buyer, you didn't necessarily do anything wrong. You didn't do an Avera. So maybe even Yotzei Dei Shemayim suggests if you're a buyer, you don't have to go and give it to uh to everybody okay says the gemara further now. The Mishnah said that a person steals from his friend the Shavu Prutah and he swears falsely, he has to chase him even down to Madai, but when you do pay him back, don't pay his son, don't pay his shliach. So Gemara is going to explain what if uh, the, 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 uh, the guy sends a shliach to get his money for him. So at what point do we say, you know, it, I know it says not to give to a shliach, but if he made a shliach and he asked me to return to the shliach, at what point do we say, so I've done my job, by giving it to the shliach. So be If the fellow made a shliach in front of Aiden uh, to, to get back the picador of the alva. Rav Chista Amar havishliach. Raba Amar lo havi shliach so that's a machlokas, whether it's a shliach or not a valid shliach. So the Mark explains each opinion. Ravchis ta'mrahavi shliach, meaning it's certainly a valid shliach in the sense that you can, uh, the, the, if the guy gives it back, you, you returned it. But what happens if it gets lost biyad shliach That's the issue. So Ravchis ta'mrahavi shliach, lahachi tarchivuk mebeidim. Why do you think he appointed this guy in front of Edim to leiku say That was his way of saying that I so totally trust this man that if you give it to him, uh, you are totally absolved of any responsibility for the payment. Rabbi says that's not what he's doing when he's making this guy a shliach in front of Adam to patter the, uh, the other fellow as soon as he gives it to him. No, hachika amar, inish mehem nahu, He was just saying, if you're interested in finding who you can trust, not that I should trust, because it's not my responsibility to trust, but who you can trust to pay back this money, this is a trustworthy person. So, I'm showing you. Here is a person who's a trustworthy person. Not that you absolve yourself of responsibility the second that you give it to him. No, it still has to get to me. But I'm just giving you a, a helpful hint of who it is that you can uh, that you can trust. So now the, uh, the 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 reason that you that that the Gemara talks about specifically the mino in front of Adam, It sounds like if the mino shlichus was not in front of Adam, then there's nothing to talk about. Then there is no there is there is no. Uh, no way that the would, uh, would, would that giving it to the shliach would be enough. So what is it about edim that makes it uh, more valuable mino The s'ma on the side of the shulchan aruch explains that if you went out of your way to set up edim, it's obviously it's obvious that you wanted a coal to go out, that you wanted everyone to know about this mino That uh, and, uh, and obviously you're, tr- you're you're making a public show of trusting these edim, and there, therefore uh, that's the ultimate step. Statement ...that he's going to be potter when he gives it to the uh, the shliach. The Tumim writes that if that's the case, if the SMA is correct what if he didn't go out of his way to find Edim to do Mino shlichos? He was just uh, amongst a group of friends, and he was talking about the fact that this fellow owed him money. One of the friends said, oh, you know, I'm going to be going there. You want me to pick up your money for you? And he says, you know what? Yeah, go pick up. And two other of the friends that were hanging around happened to see it. He didn't go out of his way to get Edim there to see, it, to make a public spectacle of it. It just happened to come up in conversation, says the two of them. If that's the case, then, then all bets are off. Then uh, then. then there would, be, uh, there would be no reason to assume that, uh, that like Rav Chista, that havi shliach, in this case. I mean, it all depends on the reason. That, but the tomb says the reason that ye uh, um the, 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 the reason is that, that the yedim matter is for a different reason. That if someone is me manas he assumes that uh, the nifgad will never find out about it. And uh, the minu shlichus is therefore what we call pitumi mili He's just talking big, but he doesn't, uh, he doesn't really mean it meaning what, what you say in private when no one is there to hear is not going to be taken you're not going to take as seriously as what you say when a bunch of people are around because if there are a lot of people around someone might hold you to your word right? someone might might come back and you know, say well wait a second you said so you're going to be much more careful so it says the Tumim if that's correct then it's irrelevant whether I went out of my way to find the Edim I didn't go out of my way to find the edom. as long as there were Edim there it means that I was taking it seriously and the Mino Shlichos was serious. So that's the machlokas between the sma and the Tumim as to why the Edom matter with the Nafkamina if the Edom just happened to be there but you didn't go out of your way to appoint the Adem. Another point over here, of Chista says that it's a valid Shlichos, the Rishonim point out the Rif and the Rashba and the Rambam, that even uh, though the shliach was Nismana Al Yidei, the Mafkid, to get his pikadon, the Nifgad doesn't have to give the pikadon to the shliach. Because he could say, look, the, I, I don't owe the money to the shliach. I owe the money to the Mafkid, to the person who gave me this pikadon. And uh, if the shliach has a harsha he has a power of attorney, that says, zil don then he becomes my baldover. But uh, other than that, other than, if, if he he doesn't come with our Sha'a, then he's not my Baldin at all. Meaning, the Machlokas in the Gemara is whether you are permitted to give it to the shliach, or you are exempt when you do give it to the shliach. The Machlokis is not whether you are obligated to, uh, to give it to the shliach. The rush explains, the nifkat could say, maybe the mafkit is going to be mevatal l'shlichus b'fnei edim. Yeah, I believe that he made him a shliach, but I also, I don't know that he wasn't mevatal shlichus afterwards. He could have been mevatal shlichus till he comes with the power of attorney. The, 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 I, I don't trust that the shlichus is still intact. The Mordechai explains that the nifkat that he's choshesh, that maybe the mafkid already dies by the time the shliach comes to him. And therefore uh, if an onus happens uh, along the way it's going to be his problem to pay it to the Yarshim because the Yarshim never made this guy a shliach sounds a little outlandish that that's what his concern is it's going to be that the guy dies. But we're going to see in the Gemara that the Gemara is just such a case where uh, there's a concern that the guy dies and we set up a safety to, to figure out how to give it to a shliach even though there's a concern that the fellow might die. So it's not, uh, it's not like the rishonim are making that one up out of, uh, out of thin air. Anyway, so this is the machlokas between Rav Chista and Rabbah whether when you give it to the shliach that was appointed in front of Adim is that enough to uh, to absolve you of any further uh, of any further payments. So tonight the Gemara is gonna ask on so We have a Mishba Mitsiah. Has as a person borrows uh, a, a, a cow, shall shall Shoel. The Mashil sends the cow to the Showel, to the borrower, either through his own son, his own evit his own shliach, or the son, the evit or the Shliach of the Shoel. The key over here is obviously going to be the Shliach, Who is this shliach? But mesad halach is if the cow dies on the way from the mashil to the shoel. This is working differently than we've been discussing. We've been discussing about returning an item. This is when the item is first being given. From the mashil to the shoel, the shawl does not have to pay the mashil the uh, the value of the cow because he never took possession of it. The is even though the is chayven on sim and if the cow were to die once the shoal takes possession, even though it's no fault of the shoels, he is going to be responsible for paying. But uh, not here because uh, he never took possession of it. So says What exactly is this case where you send it with the shliach of the shoel If the show, if the shawl did not make this guy a shliach in front of Edom? How do we even know that he is a shliach? It must be that he made this shliach in front of Edim. Ve'katani and it says that he's poter, meaning that it's not uh, that when his shliach took possession of it, it's not as if he took possession of it. isn't that a Rav Because Rav says that when the bala pikadon, when the mafkid makes a shliach in front of Edim, when you return it to those to the to that shliach, that's enough. You've done your job. So it's against it, this Mishnah. So the Gemara answers not Kedam Rav Chista. No, maybe we could assume, like Rav was Matari Mishnah, that uh, that we're talking about a person hired this guy to work from. This is his employee that he's sending. So over here also. That when he says you send it to, with the shliach of the shawel, it doesn't mean that you appointed him in front of Edim. I mean, how do you know that he's a shliach? He's his employee. Everyone knows him as his employee. So obviously he didn't come on his own. He obviously uh, he, he obviously came uh, with the. Uh, with the with the with, with the authority given to him by the uh, by, by the the uh, mashil tana and we learned in our mishnah that you're not supposed to give it to a shliach what's the shliach in our mishnah if you didn't make him a shliach with Edom, how do you know that he's a shliach at all so isn't it a riot that he did make it a shliach with Edom? and still you're not supposed to give it to him so it's kashan so the says the Rafchista says this is the initial place where Rav Chista made that statement that, no, we're talking about that you did not make him a shliach with Edim. How do you know that he's the shliach? He's his employee. Everyone knows about that ask the Gemara but then the Diuk should be as follows if our Mishnah is talking about where you did not make a Mishliach with Edim the Diuk should be but had you made a Mishliach with Edim what would the Din be? then you would be allowed to give it to the Shliach but if that's the case we can make such a simple distinction that as long as you made a Shliach with Edim you can give it to the Shliach when the Sefer says, but you can give it to a Shliach beizdin. the Sefer wants to come up with a case where you don't have to give it to the guy directly, you give it to a Shliach and it works. So what does it do? It comes up with this uh, case of a Shliach beizdin. Why do you have to come up with a Shliach Beisdin? Live with this in Stay within the construct within which we're already working and say, Shliach shall so beedim hachanamida vishliach that when can you not give it to a Shliach? That's if the Shliach is not made with edim. But if the shliach is made with Edim, it is good. So isn't that a kasher on Ravchisa? Because Ravchisa holds that a shliach made with Edim is good. But the Mishnah never said that. The Mishnah said, no, shliach based is good. Why not just say a shliach made with Edim is good? So Amri, they answered, The halach is not a, uh, a, a a halacha psuko without any distinctions. You can't say it quickly if you're going to say it that way. Um, as opposed to the halach of a shliach based Because shliach based in lo shana asol, niggza lo gazlan, by Yishliach Bezdin, it doesn't matter who appointed the, the guy. If he's known as a Shliach Bezdin, it always works. So that's the, the quickest, easiest way to describe a Shliach that works, is Shliach Bezdin, period. But Shliach Sh'asso a Shliach that was made with Edim, it depends who made him a Shliach with Edim. the n'igzol l'dav Yishliach, hasso Gazan lo'av shliach lo It only works if the Nigzol made him a Shliach with Edim. If the gazlan makes him a Shliach with Edim, that doesn't help. That's not going to work to get the ghazlan off the hook as soon as he gives it to the shliach so that's why the Mishnah didn't want to give that example because it would have had to elaborate on who made him a shliach with Edim and that takes too long the Mishnah always likes to teach kitzara so, and our Mishnah that says a shliach that he, regardless and, and our Mishnah that assumes regardless of whether the ghazlan or the nigzal made the guy a shliach as long as the shliach b'ezin is okay is against the following b'risa that if a shliach uh, basin was made by the nigzal and not the gazlan, or was made by the gazlan and then the nigzal sent another shliach and the shliach of the nigzal took his gzela from the shliach of the gazlan, only then are you potter. So what do you see? If the Gazan himself were to make the shliach baisdin, or to appoint someone who happens to be a shliach baisdin, not enough. You need the shliach of the nigzal, or the nigzal to have asked the shliach baisdin to do it. So that's against our Mishnah. Meaning the way Rav Chista is teaching up our Mishnah, that the only reason we're mentioning shliach baisdin is because shliach baisdin won't make a difference whether the Gazan made him or the nigzal made him. That's against this brysa, uh, because the brysa says that even a shliach baisdin it does make a difference whether the Nigzal appointed him, or the Goslin appointed him. It only works when the Nigzal appointed him, not when the Goslin appointed it. Not when the appointed him. On the topic of Shliach that was made with Edim, Rabbi Yochman, Darmi Tarvayu, Shliach Shasal BeEdim Havi Shliach. Like Rav Chista, that if you made the Shliach with Edim, that's perfectly good. Vehim but didn't our Mishnah say not to give it to a Shliach? So. Don't you see so that, that, uh, that it's not okay, even with Edim? No, but Mam Shliach. We're not talking about a shliach that was made with Edim in our Mishnah. We're talking about mamtsilo Shliach. What does that mean? Isli A fellow says to a shliach, you know, so-and-so owes me money, and he hasn't yet sent it to me. So do me a favor. Go uh, be available. You know, let him know that you're traveling back uh, to me and you're going to see me later. And maybe the only reason he hasn't sent me the money is because he doesn't know how to find me. He doesn't know if anyone is coming to that chance. But you know, maybe that's the uh, that's the reason that he hasn't. He just couldn't figure out how to get me the money. Inami, or another way to explain the Mishnah, that the Mishnah is talking about where it's a known uh, employee that who does all sorts of chores for him, and therefore the Mishnah says that uh, don't give it to that shliach who's a Shiru Kito because you need edim, and that's not, and you don't have edim. It's not, it's, it's not good enough without the eidim. Now, we, we had mentioned before this uh, this, this svara of Inish is Nehu Yisamacht that even if the Nigzal is not making the guy a shliach, maybe by make, even if the Nigzal is not exempting the gazlan as soon as it goes to the shliach, maybe he's appointing a shliach by eidim just to let him know, this fellow is a trustworthy uh, fellow. That, that, I should have pointed out, Tulsus points out that that's a little bit strange, that if, if that's what he's doing, he's saying this fellow is a trustworthy fellow that the uh, that that the nifkad would be chayvni of the uh, while it's while it's in that guy's hand while it's on the way. If you give to a shliach that's neman to the mafkid, the nifkat should really be pater. What's the whole reason I can't give to a third party to give money to you? Because I could say En I'm not interested in. Uh, I don't trust this guy. I'm not interested in uh, my pikadon being in someone else's hand. But if I make a, an explicit statement that I do trust this guy in he's a trustworthy person. So wh- why does that? Wh- why does that not absolve you of responsibility when you give it to him? Shouldn't that Automatically resolve your responsibility it takes away the whole taina. Aven ritzon shepikton bi'alacher. So that's what Tosos says in Dibramaskel Hachi. Tosos uh, suggests that even if you were to give it to the to the mafkit himself on the derech, you did not fulfill your obligation, I mean, the halach is if you borrow something, be ear you borrow money be ear you can't give it to someone uh, in a more dangerous location you can't return it in a more dangerous location, you have to return it, be ear where it's secure and where he knows that, so, so the derech is a dangerous place, it's not a lack of trust, of course he trusts him, he's telling you he trusts the shliach, but he doesn't trust the muggers that are out on the on the road he doesn't trust the bandits that are out on the road so even if you were to give it to him on the derech, it may not, uh, may not He he doesn't have to take it, so so it's not it's not it's not purely an issue of uh, of trust. Okay, says the the Gemara further now. Amr Rav Yehuda, Amr Shmuel we don't send money a Shomer is not allowed to, uh, to send, send money that are given to him as a yukni. big discussion we shomer what exactly a Diyukni is what it means if you have some sort of uh, uh, of simen that, that you were sent as the Shliach meaning the Mafkit says to the Shliach Go to the Shomer, bring me my money, and he gives him a letter, a signed letter. And even if Edim signed the signed letter, still, you don't send it to the, uh, with, with, with the, with, with this guy. Even with this signed in it. Rabbi Yochan disagrees. Rabbi Yochan made him What? How much better can you do than that? If there are Edom signed on it? So, of course, you could send it. Why wouldn't you send it if there are Edom that, that are signed on it? So, Amri, So he said, let, let's come up with a foolproof way that even if you're hold like Shmuel, right? Even if you hold like Amravi or Shmuel over here, that, that you can't give it to the guy, even if he has a signed letter. So what's a foolproof way where you can give it to somebody, and you don't have to worry about it the moment you, you give it to him? How are we going to take care of the mafkid if he wants to give someone else the money to return to the Nifgad? So says Gemari, here's how you do it. Well, let's take an episode that actually happened. Rabbi Abba with Yosef Rav Yosef owed money to Rabbi Abba. So Rav Safra. Rabbi Abba tells a third party, tells Rav Safra, who was going to be around Rabbi Yosef's town, he was gonna be near Rav Yosef. So he says, I When you come back here, I would like for you to bring the money that Rav Yosef owes me. You're gonna be around Rav Yosef, get the money from Rabbi Yosef bring it back to me. So Rav Safra is supposed to bring it from Rav Yosef to Rabbi Abba. He when Rav Safra went to Rav Yosef, Amalei Rava Rav, Rav Yosef's son, started to advise him. And he said, well, wait a second. Are we sure we want to trust Rav Safra, that we're going to give it to Rav Safra? And what's going to happen if Rav Safra loses the money? Are we going to be on the hook to pay it again? his Did Rabbi Abba write a star that he's already received the money with the Kabbalah of Rav Safra? Meaning, if he wrote star that when Rav Safra gets it, it's paid, then we're good. But other than that, I'm not okay with that. So I'm related. So Rav Safra said, lo, he didn't write me any such star." So Rava, who's advising his father of Yosef, says, Zil Beresha, V'yichtov his Go right back there, get a shtar that says it's Kabalti, then we'll give it to you and we'll trust you. Otherwise, we're, we're, not, we're, not, we're not interested in being on the hook twice. It's R- Ravah's Yerusha money that he's got, he's got to look after. right. So he's got to make sure that Rav Yosef doesn't pay. So Sof Amrleh, ultimately Ravah said Rav of Lachnami is Kabalti. You know what? Even if he writes his Kabalti, I'm, I'm still not going to be satisfied with it. It's still not going to really protect uh, my father. It's not going to protect Rav Yosef. Why and this is the case? Dilma Adaasis, Maybe by the time you get here with that shtar that says Kabalti Shach of Rabbi Abba. Rabbi Abba, might be dead already. Now the assumption is as Rashi points out Rabbi Abba was very old. You don't just say that. You don't just assume that someone might be dead already. No, he was very old and he was holding by dying. So enough lizuzikem may ask me. In which case, it's the yisomim of Rabiaba Abba that are really owed the money. This Kabalti to Rabbi Abba love klumu. And the fact that Rabbi Abba said is doesn't mean anything to the yisomim. The yisomim never appointed Rav Safra, or entrusted Rav Safra with being the one who accepts the money on his behalf. says, "Rev Safra said to Rav, "So what do you want me to do? How am I supposed to satisfy you if, uh, if even his kabbalti is not good enough?" Agav Ari He says, here's what you do. Go to Rabbi Abba, and he'll be making you the money that's, that Rav Yosef has of his with a kinyan Agav Karka. And uh, once the money is yours, you can come and write for us his Kabalti, that you are receiving the money, and then we'll give it to you. Because once it's yours, then we're allowed to give it to you, because it, it's, it no longer belongs to Rabbi Abba. And then you don't have to worry about Rabbi Abba dying, because it's not going to go to Rabbi Abba's yarshim anyway. It's gonna, it belongs to, uh, to Rav Safa. So, you don't have to worry about any of that. So, the Gemara says that, that, that we had such a similar story. Kihad Papa have a massive tracer of Zuzi that there was a loan between Raf Papa and the Bechazai for 12,000 zoos Rav Papa made a kinyan on the money to Rav Shmuel He was makna the money to Rav Shmuel Baraba. Agav for the Base. in a kinyan agav agav part of his house. Kiyasa when Rav Shmuel came from Bechuzai Rav Papa was so happy that he was bringing him his money. at he went to go greet him all the way until tavach because apparently he was uh, he, he was he was very happy to have him uh, come back. Now this idea that you have to worry that maybe he's going to die. Die. So, uh, l- like we said, Rashi says it must be that he was a Zakin. Because ca- can you really say that? That I'm, I'm, I'm not going to give you the money because I'm afraid that the guy is going to die? It seems like a pretty far out Khashash. So, Rashi says it must be that he's a Zakin otherwise, you wouldn't have any such thing. The Rashma says if if, if you don't have to be Khoshish Lemisa in general, even for a Zakin al I meaning Mikra did we're not Khoshish Lemisa. the Mikra also points out that even by a Zakin, the Gemara in Gittin says that his husband sends a get. The shliach uh, can give it becheskas that the husband is still alive, even though you left him as a zaki So, uh, so apparently, uh, the the, uh, the there's no mikra. Didn't have to worry about a zaki achole? I, wine in our gemara, are we worried? Because we're trying to come up with a foolproof plan. We're trying to come up with a takana gedola that's going to satisfy everything. So we're going to work on something that's even going to work if the fellow dies. But mikor adin, there's no chashash. Uh, no <laughs> so the Rashba points out, since mikor adin, there's no chashash, misa, even by a like the Suggen Gittin says, so if you give it to the shliach even after the mishaleach dies, without, without knowing, uh, so you should be potter from onsin, because that's considered an onest, the fact that the guy died. So he says, even though the Kol Makom were not close Hashem over here Rav Safra is not appointed as, as, as a shliach. He says, it's kabalti the Rav Yosef. So he says, it's kabalti to Rav Yosef. And he says, when you give the money to Rav Safra, it's ki'ilu, it's kabalti. So if you give it to Rav Safra, Rav Yabba already died. So the Kabbalah is not anything. It's not a shliach. It's that, he's, it's, it's that this is the Kabbalah of Rav Yosef. And there, there is no Kabbalah. So that's what the explains. That's why we have to take care of even the death scenario in our case. Okay, now the Gemara is going to discuss the, the payment of a Chomesh. What exactly is the Chomesh? So he said in the Mishnah that Nesna a Keren, if you gave the Karen but you didn't yet give the Chomesh, or you gave almost all of the Karen except for a shavapruta, so then you don't have to chase after the guy to Madai to pay back either just the Chomesh or less than a shavapruta of the Karen. Alma Chomesh Who from our Mishnah, from the fact that the Mishnah says that you don't have to chase him all the way down to Madai to pay the Chomesh, we see that it's Momon and not Kapara. Because if it were Kapara, then you have to, you don't get your Kapara until the guy actually gets it. So you would have to chase him as far down as possible. And therefore, <speaking> in my use, Yorshin, since it's Kapara, if the guy dies, you should pay it to the Yorshin. Since it's Momon, rather, and, uh, and not, not Kapara, if the guy dies, you should pay it to the Yorshin. fact, is Minchas Chinuch. Chinuch wonders if it's mammon, why don't we collect Chomesh there should be a din Chomesh. And he says, it's not in the Rambam, not in the Shulchan Aruch, not in the Rishonim. The Rosh says we don't do it. And the Cheskinah says, he doesn't understand why. If it's mammon then really, if it's Kapara, I understand. So we're not, uh, we don't do Kapara, but, but uh, mammon payment... We really should do. Menchaschinuch really leaves it unresolved. He says, "What can I do? All the Rishonim disagree with me, but I don't see any reason not to accept, uh, not to be mechayiv a chomesh bezmanazeh. If 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 really it's mammon and it's not just a uh, a kapara. That's 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 ha'ara, his uh, his his issue with this entire sugya. So anyway, so says Amar as a as a The Mishnah also says that if you paid the karen and you swore. Falsely on the chomesh, um, harei most of chomesh al chomesh. You have to pay a chomesh on that chomesh. Al So you see that chomesh is mamun, not kapara, because it was a chiev kapara and not a chiev mamun. Then you wouldn't have to pay a chomesh, it, because you don't pay a chomesh on kaparos, you pay a chomesh on Mammon that you chayev. Vitani and we have a that says like this as well. You stole something and you swore falsely about it. Umays and the gazlan dies. Yorshim karen vi v'chomesh. Uptur asham. The Yorshim have to pay the Karen and the chomish, just not the asham. Now the Yorshim don't have to do kapara; his misa was ready kapara. The Yorshim only have to do chivay So you see that the chomish is a chivay mamon. So uh, ask the We have another price of Yorshim Is that true that Yorshim pay the uh, the chomish of their father or a We have another bice when it talks about shulah Sapikadon, When it says that you pay the Pikadon Asher gazal, so the so the says a yomer. I would still say al when do you not pay a Khumish for that which your father stole? That's if neither the son nor the father swore who Velo Aviv or the Son swore the shekar, but not the father of but, but if the son swore the shekar, not the father of who are the father, not the son, or who v'aviv, or both he, the son and the father swore the shekir? Me nayin. How do I know that even then the son does not pay the khomesh? Tamilomashar Ashar ashat Gazal that only the one who actually stole is the one that pays the chomesh. The son is not the one who actually stole. So it's a stirah. Does the son pay the chomash or not? kasha. Kan kan If If uh, the, the, the guy was mowed before he died and he became chayiv in the chomash, then the yoshim pay it. But if the guy was never mowed before he died, then the yoshim don't have to pay it. If the guy was never modah before he died, then the son shouldn't even have to pay the keren because how do I know that the father stole it at all? He never admitted. I mean, if you say, yeah, he doesn't have to pay the the keren va mean to come a hader a chomesh lemeira the keren from the fact that uh, that the Tana is looking to for a pasuk to tell us that he's parted from paying the chomesh seems like it's obvious to the Tana that he is paying the keren vaot uh, Tanya plus the brayso goes on say vaadai niom aniomer emes hayim meshalim keren alges laviv b'shat man huva aviv aviv lohu huva loaviv lohuv aviv how do I know the Minayan, how do I know that in those cases you still pay the Karen? So we, that's how I know that the son pays the keren. So you see explicitly that you are paying the keren, just not the chomesh. The R. V. just analyzed analyze that last word. Is he saying that we can learn out that the yorish has to pay the keren from a from a drasha? is he saying no? You got to pay it because it's That uh, that it's from. From the of the posse, but So, so at the end of the day, it can't be that the guy was uh, was was not moda. Because if he was not moda, then you shouldn't even have, the child shouldn't even have to pay the karen. lohoda No, no. When we say lohoda, we mean that the father was not moda, but the son in fact was moda. In fact, let's pick up with that tomorrow. Actually, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll go from there.